Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. This week, I'm your host, Connie Nelson, and if you haven't been digging the good dirt before now, you're going to dig all the good dirt we've got for you today to help you raise healthy, happy families and grow to your full potential because we've got just the seeds to plant, whether you're an early bloomer, midlife bloomer, or even a late bloomer because it's never too late in life to start planting tomorrow's. So many talk shows these days are about digging up bad dirt and planting those nasty seeds of doubt and hostility that only serve to raise confrontation, but we're not your average garden variety talk show because on Planting Tomorrow's, we're all about digging up the good dirt, planting those good seeds of motivation and inspiration to nurture body, mind, and spirit. So let's dig in today and let's work this garden of life together. Let's plant some seeds of wondrous possibilities for tomorrow. Now, we invite you to visit our cozy website home, which is plantingtomorrows.com. Let us know what's on your mind in the lettuce patch. Shop our unique farmer's market and the small potatoes patch for your little spud. I am so pleased to have um, as a guest today on my show a very, very special young lady that I first saw on Fox news channel. I was so impressed by her story that I wanted to share it with you. You know, we often think of wisdom being a gift that comes with age, but in the case of Emily Douglas, who at the tender age of 11 founded Grandma's Gifts in memory of her grandmother, wisdom and compassion blossomed at a very early age. To date, Emily has volunteered over 21,000 hours to make her nonprofit organization Grandma's Gifts what it is today. Grandma's Gifts works hard to provide food, clothing, books, toys, reading glasses, school supplies, scholarships, and educational experiences to children, families, schools, businesses, and organizations. To date, over 650,000 books have been placed into the hands of needy children, daycares, hospitals, and libraries. And get this, 100% of the funds raised go to help those in need. Additionally, Grandma's Gifts work includes working to create awareness of women in science, recognition and appreciation of veterans, feeding families. Emily is now a graduate student at Ohio State University, and she's here with us today to share her story and to plant a seed of inspiration and motivation in each of us to make a difference as well. Also, Emily has appeared on Oprah. She's received the President's Service Award the Halo Award from Family Circle Magazine, and many other awards. Welcome, Emily. 
I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's a real joy to have you here on Planning Tomorrows. And, you know, uh, your grandma, Norma, was from the same area of the country that I am. So that was another reason that this story inspired me so much. You know, I want to give everybody your website address. So if you don't mind, before we get started with anything else, let's give that website address. Would you mind giving that to them? Sure. It's www. Dot grandma's gifts dot org. Right. Okay, and that is grandma's. There's no hyphens or no apostrophes. No hyphens, no apostrophes, no right. periods. Grandma's gifts <laughs> One dot word. org. Yes. Okay, we're going to come back in just a moment and, and um, talk with Emily, and so you'll want to stay tuned. Now it's time for our turnip patch break, and if you listen to the show, you know that it's time to turn up the volume on your radio so you won't miss a word of the next hour of Digging the Good Dirt on Planting Tomorrows on the HealthyLife.net radio network. All your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earth Channel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. I'm inspired to serve my community based on the fact that I get so much back from it. Ken Wyvern, USO volunteer. This is a great country, and if people were to go ahead and step up to the plate by volunteering or doing something for their fellow man, this country will be greater than it ever was. Lead, inspire, change the world again. Join thousands and find which volunteer opportunity is best for you. Call 1-800-424-8867 today or visit www.getinvolved.gov. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service Solicitation. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back again to Planting Tomorrows this week. I'm Connie Nelson, your host. And as you know, some folks are calling me the good dirt diva these days. Well, that's okay with me, you know, because I'm all about digging the good dirt and planting those good seeds of motivation and inspiration. Now, our guest today is Miss Emily Douglas, a young lady with a very inspiring story to tell and one that began with her grandmother and continues growing strong today. Emily, to start with, I want to tell you that I'm 
was just very inspired by hearing your story on the news. And I wanted to tell you congratulations for all the awards that you've been receiving for the hard work that you're doing. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate having you on the show today. And you're taking the time from uh, your busy schedule, I know, being a student and, and um, doing all the work you're doing with Grandma's Gifts must keep you really busy. It's, it's really great to see a young lady with such a passion for helping others. Now, when I first saw you on the Fox News, I, I told my husband slash producer, Shane, I said, you know, I want to try to have that young lady on the show because it's such an inspiration. And we need more young ladies uh, being in the media and on the news today that offer our young girls, our, our young children out there a positive role model. And that's the way that I see you. And um, I know all of this started as I, as I read and I heard your story with your grandmother, Norma, who was from Ironton, Ohio, which is, by the way, not far from where I was raised. I know she must have been one special lady to have planted all of these wonderful seeds in your heart. If you don't mind, to start off with, I would just like for you to read to us this touching story that you have on your website about your grandma, Norma. Okay, sounds great. It starts. It's on the history page of our website. Okay, on the history page. All right. In 1991, I lost my grandmother to breast and lung cancer. She was born in 1932 as the 12th of 12 children. Shortly following her birth, her father died, leaving her mother to raise the children in Depression-era Appalachia. My grandmother learned all too well the challenges and humiliation of poverty. She often shared with me stories about the way she had felt when other children had made fun of her tattered clothing and her home with newspaper curtains. She also told stories to my brother, sister, and I about their surprises of oranges at Christmas, saving up pennies to buy one piece of delicious candy, and her mother's words that kept their family alive. Too often, people that lack the funds to live up to society's standards are seen as ignorant or lazy, yet this is often not the true story. My great-grandmother, Belle, always told her children, it's not a crime to be poor, just inconvenient. While we only had a short time with my grandmother, she worked to teach us lessons about, about appreciating how lucky we were with children, as children, um, that it is not wise to judge people because of how much money they have and that dedication and love conquers all. My grandmother also never forgot about the caring neighbors and family who reached out to help her family. As an adult and owner of a small business, my grandmother never forgot her roots. Often, she took us along to shop for clothes and toys to donate at Christmas time or to deliver food to veterans who lived in caves throughout the county. As children, my brother, sister, and I believed that everyone's grandmother did the same thing. Once she passed away, we began to realize that not everyone acted this way and that the need for help was much greater than we had imagined. Thus, through her words and her actions, she taught us that it is our responsibility to reach out and help others who do not know the advantages that we often take for granted. I will never forget my grandmother's story, her smile, her amazing ability to decorate the most beautiful Christmas tree I've ever seen or to cook the most delicious food. To my siblings and I, she was both majestic and magical. I never understood why people were drawn to her or approached her for help. My mother says that even when she was young, strangers would walk up to my grandmother sharing hardships, life stories, and the need for help. She believes that people could see something magical in her eyes and they felt drawn to her. <clears throat> my grandmother, Norma, helped others 
not to have her name mentioned in the paper or to be recognized for an award. She just thought people were supposed to be that way. Following my grandmother's passing, I knew that I could not let the lessons she taught me be silenced by cancer. Cancer could not be the final victor. In her memory and with her teachings, Grandma's gift was born. I can feel that my grandma is with me and cheering me at every success. She is and always will be in my heart and mind. Thank you, Grandma. Well, that is one of the most touching stories, and your grandmother, you have her picture there. Um, She was a beautiful lady, I'm sure, inside and out. Um, But, Emily, what, you know, I mean, this story is so touching, but what really touched my heart is that the seeds that your grandmother planted in you are now taking root, even though um, you are, I guess, what, in your early 20s now? Yeah, I'm 24. (laughs) 24. You are, you know, you, these seeds have taken root and you're doing something about it. I mean, what made you decide to go from, from, you know, talking about doing something to actually taking that first step that you took to change the world one child at a time? What made you decide to do that? Um, there are a couple different things, actually. Um, one being that there's just, Here's the story. We went to visit my grandfather after my grandmother had passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at the store, and it was my brother and sister and I. And my mom had forgotten a few things that we needed for Thanksgiving, so we went to pick them up. And as we walked through the aisles at the store, um, you know, we picked up, you know, stuff we didn't need, coloring books and crayons. And my mom's like, do you really need that? And my dad's like, do you really, really need that? And we're like, yes, we have to have it. We need it. We need it. Well, obviously, it's stuff we don't need. <laughs> so right. we get to the line to check out with a whole cart full of junk we don't need. And um, I kind of look at the line next to me, and there's a little girl standing there who's about my age, and she kind of looks at me, and I kind of look at her, you know, size each other up kind of a thing. And, right. and you know, I had on, you know, my coat and gloves and hat. I mean, it's it's not warm in November in Ohio. <laughs> it's <Right. in> Ohio. <laughs> and, and she had on, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, you know, not very clean-looking. And I was just like, I, what is going on? Why doesn't she have on a coat? Why doesn't she look like a funny stuffed marshmallow like my brother and sister? I don't, you know, I didn't understand. And right. you know, I kind of you know, started to pay a little bit more attention to the situation and, you know, watched what was going on. And her mother said, you know, come on, let's go, you know, eat our Thanksgiving dinner. And they were buying bologna and bread and mustard. Wow, and, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I was just... Uh. I didn't understand because, you know, at my house, that's, we, you know, that's not what we ate. <laughs> right. And my family is by no means um, ridiculously rich. Like, this right. is not something that we do, like, as, like, a trust thing. But, you know, and I said to my parents, I turned around, and I'm like, Dad. You know, I actually said to my mom first, Mom, can we help them? My mom goes, you can't just hand something to somebody. You know, you don't know what the situation is. We'll talk about it when we get in the car. Right. Well, to me, by the time we were in the car, that meant they were gone, and we couldn't do anything. So I turned around to my dad, and I'm a dad's girl, and I'm like, Dad, please, can we help them? <laughs> and my dad goes, we'll talk about it in the car. So I was like, okay, that means we're going to talk about it in the car. Mm-hmm. So we get out to the car. I watch them leave, and and I was just like, I don't understand. Why why didn't we help them? And my mom, you know, my mom and dad were like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things you need to understand. <laughs> you know, I was only... Nine, ten years old. Right. And and they're like, you can't, number one, just hand money to somebody, you know, in a public place. You don't know if they need help, and how embarrassing would that be? 
And I, so I said, okay, and I understood that. And my mom said, but do you remember the stories your grandma used to tell you? And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, that's how your grandma grew up. And this was very, you know, a very about a month and a half, I guess, after my grandmother had passed away, and it was still my yeah. our, my grandmother was like the keystone of our family, and, right? Um, and that was still very fresh in your mind. Yeah, and so she was, you know, she was gone. So I started crying, and you know, I remembered those stories and um, that she had shared, but you know, they had never really seemed real because I'd never seen that before, and it didn't make sense. It was, you know, something you saw in a movie or, you know, you saw on TV, but never like. You know, I could never relate it to me personally. And um, so I'm crying and upset, and my mom's like, if you don't like it, then get out and change it. You know, my brother and sister are crying in the back seat. They have absolutely probably no idea what's going on. And <laughs> they see, yeah, everybody else upset, so they're crying yeah. too. Yeah. So they start crying, and, and um, pretty much what had happened is we, you know, I just, from that point on, and that's what I tell everybody, is that's, that's the moment my rose-colored glasses were you know, abruptly ripped from my face and smashed on the ground. And from that point on, I just started to realize that kids didn't grow up and do things, you know, that I did. And, um, you know, by the time we had driven back home, which was from Ironton to Columbus is like a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Right. Um, after Thanksgiving, we pretty much would get out of the car, and I turned to my mom, and I'm like, here's the deal. <laughs> like, I had it all figured out in my mind, <laughs> two-and-a-half hours worth of thinking about it. That's I'm going to, like, save turned. the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm going to save the world. Nobody's ever going to go hungry. and. Everybody's going to have coats for, you know, to wear when it's cold. And my mom was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that dream, though. No, not at all, but it's just kind of funny. She's like, you really need to start small. <laughs> one step maybe, at a time, right? Yeah, one step at a time. So that was, you know, that was kind of the point that I knew that I wanted to help people. And Wow. Um, well, did you yeah, ever find out who that little girl was in the grocery store? Any idea? Nope. Wow. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, the way I look at that is that, you know, your grandmother and your mom and dad, they were planting these seeds in you, and then that little girl was there at that time for the, re- for the reason. You know, mm-hmm. she was there at that time in line with you for a purpose. And, you know, that exposure to that and you seeing that and that impression that that little girl made on you was like sort of like God watering the seeds that were already right. planted, you know? Exactly, yeah. and it's funny because my grandma used to always say this, and I never really understood it until now, and now I'm, like, really superstitious about it. Um, my grandma used to say that, you know when you see people, like, standing and asking for money or asking, you know, if you'll, you'll buy them food, you know, people begging for things? Right. You know, wherever it is, in a city, you know, on the side of, on the, side of the highway, her thing is um, that that is a resemblance of God. Right. And that he's right. testing you to see what you what you do. And, you know, if you're going to stop and help, you know, buy a sandwich for somebody who's hungry, then, you know, you right. help that angel. It's sort of like that entertaining angels unaware. Right, you know? exactly. And it's kind of funny because now, you know, when we're driving and we see somebody and, you know, my brother and sister and I, um, it kind of makes me upset. I'm sorry, but. Well, that's um, okay. We're, yeah. When we're in and, you know, they'll turn around and go, did you see that person? <laughs> You know, as in, like, should we go back? You know, what do, what do we right. do? You know, do we right. turn around and go back and help them? Or, you know, we're always just like, did you see that person? Or was that somebody that, you know, I was only supposed to see? Or Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. So It is. I mean, it's like your eyes were really open that day. Yeah. You know, to seeing, to seeing and, and I, you know, I think God does that. He uses other people and things to open our eyes sometimes to things that he wants us to really see and, and before 
um, you know, he he knew that you were the, you know, that that little girl needed to be there at that time. Now, when you first started this, mm-hmm. um, did you get a lot of support from your family, or did they just think this was like a phase, oh, this is, you know, this is the phase she's going through? I mean, here you are, what, all these years later, and you're <laughs> still growing. What did they think? Um I don't. I think I've always been one of those people. And I'll just tell you this: I'm, I've always been one of those people who, like, I make up my mind about something, right. and that's how it's going to be. Like, you know, I was like, I'm going to save the world, and that's how it's going to be. My mom right. was like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I may succeed or I may fail, but I'm probably going to try at least as hard as I can. Time. That's exactly the same way that I am too, and, and I think that's another reason that your story touched me because I saw a lot of myself at your age you know, mm-hmm. in your stories, and um, there are, and I have had causes that people would tell me, you know, what you're up against, there's no way that you'll, that you're going to, you know, be victorious in this cause, but, you know, I'm going to try it anyway, because mm-hmm. it, the only people that never fail are the people that never try. Exactly. So, <laughs> and there's know. people who tell me that I can't do things, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just tell you, I had a very interesting childhood growing up friend, if you want to say friends, mm-hmm. people that went to school with me wise, because people are always like, oh, you're never going to make a difference, or that's mm-hmm. stupid, why do you help people? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was very, very hurtful, very right. hurtful. It can be, and, but you, you yeah. use it. Now, we're going to come back right. in just a minute and um, talk with you some more, Emily, so hold on, yeah. and Great. we'll be back in just a minute. You're going to dig all the good dirt on our website, plantingtomorrows.com, where we've got the seeds, resources, and tools to help you raise healthy, happy kids and nurture yourself. Sit a while on the big front porch with Connie and Shane. Get to know renowned guests in the Forget-Me-Not Guest Garden. Stroll the farmer's market and small potatoes patch where you'll find big green thumbs-up, award-winning toys, books, music, and resource affiliates for your little spuds. Speaking of your little spuds... Tickle their taste buds at Connie's Cafe, where you and your kids cook up something special and yummy together. Dig the deep-rooted wisdom of Pawpaw Bark Buddy Tree, the oldest, wisest life on Earth. Email your questions about raising your little sprouts to the world's only celebrity tree doctor of psychiatry. Maybe you'll hear Pawpaw answer your question on the show. Plant seeds of possibilities with uplifting inspirational stories and quotes on the Mustard Seed Faith page. Remember, a percentage of everything ordered from our Farmer's Market resource page goes to the children's charity that the majority of our listeners vote for. Log on and email your vote today. Water. In the hot summer sun, water is a natural thought, like relaxing at the beach with the waves lapping at your feet, or perhaps being with your significant other under a secluded, gently cascading waterfall. If you want a little more action, how about water skiing or boating on an icy, clear blue lake? With Expedia.com, everything you need for travel, flights, hotels, cruises, vacation packages, they have it all. At a price you can afford, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Expedia.com. Settled in the beautiful mountains of Appalachia, Blackwood Design Group is a company specializing in 3D visualization and web development. As designers of PlantingTomorrows.com, Blackwood Design Group is proud to be a part of Connie Nelson's vision and dynamic team to plant seeds of motivation and inspiration. 
The word is out, and the work speaks for itself. With the assistance of ISP Labyrinth Solutions, Blackwood Design Group designs websites for national corporations and organizations, as well as regional and small business owners. With over nine years of web design experience and master's certifications in Internet web development, the Blackwood Design Group team can design for all mediums, including the web, advertising and printing, CDs and DVDs, and all other digital formats. Blackwood Design Group looks forward to working with you to capture the spirit of your vision and apply it to creating your unique signature website. Call 304-366-1580 or go to blackwooddesigngroup.com to see what can be created for you. HealthyLife.net doesn't charge you for truth, integrity, and reliability, proving the most important things in life really are free. Welcome back to Planting Tomorrows. I'm your host, Connie Nelson, and we're here today with our very special guest, Emily Douglas. Emily is founder and president of Grandma's Gifts. She's received numerous awards um, for Grandma's Gifts because it, this organization was founded in memory of her grandmother, Norma, and Grandma's Gifts works to provide food, clothing, books, toys, reading glasses, school supplies, scholarships, and educational experiences to children and families. Um, thank you again, Emily, for being with us today. And the story of, of how you, um, how the seed was planted in your heart by your grandmother to, to, to start this organization. Um, I want to talk a little bit now. First of all, I want to give everybody your website again, which is www.grandmasgifts.org. And you can go there and read some of the history, uh, the news, uh, some of the awards that uh, Emily has received. You can also contact them about donating to Grandma's Gifts, um, which we hope you'll do so. Um, let's start, Emily, with some of the projects. So tell us and tell our listeners some of the, the, some of your favorite projects and things that you have done over the last years, I guess, since, what, 1990, what was it, 1993? Or? Yes, 1993. Yeah, just give us an idea how you started. I mean, what was one of the first things that you did? Okay, um, well, I'll just say Grandma's Gifts currently has 11 projects that we do throughout the year, um, and every year we kind of add new things, and um, if people have any ideas about new projects or anything, we, you know, we're very open to suggestions and comments and things like that. Well, I would definitely like yeah. to uh, add you to my website, the Planning okay. Tomorrow's website, and keep a permanent link on on my website so that folks that are listening to the show and going to my website, they can keep that in the in their keep that you know in their mind, and so that they can get to you through my website. If you don't mind, I'd like to do that. No, oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Now, what were um, some of the first things you did? So the first project that we that we I always say we collectively because we means anybody who's ever you know anybody who's ever helped because I you know I wouldn't have been able to do this without exactly and we're going people. to talk about some of those folks a little bit later too to give them Excellent. some credit also um, project wise the first project we ever did we call the Christmas Angel Program and we 
I wrote letters to, this is kind of funny, to about 11 years old, wrote letters to all the people that my parents went to high school with or were family, family friends who had lived in Appalachia, Ohio, and then now living in Columbus. And I wrote them and said, you know, my name is Emily Douglas, and I want to, you know, I'm collecting donations, and I want to buy Christmas gifts in memory of my grandmother, and, you know, anybody, you know, will accept anything if you would like to help. And um, really without those people, I wouldn't be here today. And, you know, people just blindly trusted an 11-year-old and wrote me checks anywhere from $5 to $150. And Wow. And it was just, you know, it's so cool. Like, every day I'd come home from school and be like, yes, I got oh, mail. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was so neat. So it was just amazing that people, you know, trusted me in, um, in that sense with that. So the first, so what we do now every year is we um, write our donors. And I only write donors. We send out newsletters, but I only ask for donations one time a year. And it's we usually at Christmas. Right. And um, so we can buy Christmas gifts to send the kids who live in um, Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky. So that's one thing that we do, and here it just depends upon the need down there and how much, you know, we collect and uh, as to how many kids we buy Christmas gifts for. Right, um, right. Some of my other favorite projects, they're, so, they're all so much fun, so it's kind of hard to pick well, favorites. Well, let me throw a couple of them out to you if you don't mind. Okay. And maybe you can tell us a little, a little bit more about them. Um, I read one about Valentine's for Veterans that I thought yes. was very neat. Yeah, we, um, people always ask me to come and I speak a lot to schools and to kids, you know, younger kids, and everybody says, well, you know, how can we help you? And, you know, it just depends. You know, sometimes we collect books, so what got to be our big, you know, teaching, giving back program um, is Valentine's for Veterans. So what it is is schools, you know, I'll go and maybe speak to a school, and they'll make Valentine's to send to veterans and veterans hospitals, and, um, you know, veterans are, you know, very much appreciated in my family um, and very much appreciated with, you know, most of the people, all the people that we work with. And exactly. um, it's just such an easy way to give back. And, you know, how cool is it that you get, you know, a Valentine from a, you know, a third grader who says, you know, thank you so much for saving my country. And it's somebody you don't even know. And well, I, was so I don't know. Touched. It's just amazing. It is. And, and I was really touched by that because I noted that, um, that one year there you sent out over 9,000 Valentines, and some of those to veterans, some of those went to the VA hospital near mm-hmm. my hometown in Huntington, yeah. West Virginia. So yeah. uh, I've been to that VA hospital many times, and um, I was very touched by that. Now, one that I really had to sort of chuckle was the turkey sculpture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that one. I thought, you know, that would be a great project for, like, um, my Sunday school class or something, you know. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, it's funny. I, I'm an art person, and I've always loved art. And um, right. So when we decided, you know, I was like, I want to do a canned food drive. And everybody's like, oh, canned food drives are boring. You know, just collect <laughs> yeah. hands. I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be boring. <laughs> let's, right, it let's does. Let's do this. So we, <laughs> the first year we ever did it, what we do is we, you know, contact stores in the area. And um, this past Thanksgiving, we were at 12 different um, Kroger's locations, in Columbus, and it was on November the 12th, so we were like 12 on the 12th, and it was just the way we remembered it. But right, we were at 12 different stores, and as people walk into the store, we hand them a slip that says, you know, can you please purchase an extra canned food today and bring it out and help us build our sculpture? Pretty easy. And people, um, I mean, it's amazing how many people help, especially when you're in an area that, you know, a lot of people are from Appalachia, so they, you know, can identify with the story. And we have a six 
I don't even know how tall. He's, his name is Tom the Turkey, mm-hmm. and he's like six and a half foot tall. And um, we set him up out in front of one of the stores and built a big sculpture that would be his body. And he has a big tail and a big head. He's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I could just, you know, I could visualize that. And when you said how cool is that about October 12th, 12 stores, but also your grandmother, the 12th yes. 12 children. Yep. So, you know, that was, that. yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, I read something about... Um, uh, Nancy Reagan. What what was it that you were involved with with the Reagan? Um, what it was is I was invited um, to the President Summit for America's Future, and a lot of the presidents were there, and um, and uh, first ladies were there, and speaking about um, different situations their families had been in and things. And uh, Mrs. Reagan stood up and told a story that I will never forget in my whole entire life. And um, she talked about the fact that um, when President Reagan was a child. He, the nurse at their school noticed that he was having problems and his grades weren't very good and that he was having problems reading and, um, you know, he couldn't really see the board, so his, you know, so his grades weren't very good because he didn't know what was going on. Maybe he wasn't behaving all the time. I hate to interrupt you, but we're going to have to come back and start this story in just a minute, okay? Okay. Uh, Let's keep that thought and we'll be back in just a minute with Emily Douglas from Grandma's Gifts. The goji berry has been called the biggest nutritional discovery of the last 40 years by planning tomorrow's guest and world-renowned nutritionalist, Dr. Earl Mendel. After learning about goji in 1995, Dr. Mendel began extensive worldwide research to discover what made this little berry so potent. After eight intense years of research, he determined that the four unique and highly bioactive polysaccharides, goji's master molecules, made it different and more powerful than any food science had ever seen before. With data from 70 medical studies, science has finally begun to recognize what the ancient Himalayan healers have known for thousands of years. Goji is truly a key for living a longer, healthier life. Except only the true goji juice of Himalayan origin. Don't settle for dehydrated berries or unstandardized juice drinks. Go to planningtomorrows.com and look for Dr. Mandel's picture. There you'll discover the key to the powerful health benefits of goji juice. BioRegion.net is the largest healing arts directory on the web. Our visitors are looking for holistic practitioners, schools, events, healing services, and products. Are you in healing arts? Become a member of BioRegion.net and get the best advertising values. You can increase your client base and your traffic. If you have a website, we can bring you more traffic. Want a website? Get a beautiful web display for only $4 a month. Become a member now. Mention HealthyLife.net and get six months free. Visit www.BioRegion.net or call 828-232-0011. You're going to dig all the good dirt on our website, plantingtomorrows.com, where we've got the seeds, resources, and tools to help you raise healthy, happy kids and nurture yourself. Sit a while on the big front porch with Connie and Shane. Get to know renowned guests in the Forget-Me-Not Guest Garden. Stroll the Farmer's Market and Small Potatoes Patch where you'll find Big Green Thumbs Up award-winning toys, books, music, and resource affiliates for your little spuds. Speaking of your little spuds... Tickle their taste buds at Connie's Cafe, where you and your kids cook up something special and yummy together. Dig the deep-rooted wisdom of Pawpaw Bark Buddy Tree. 
the oldest, wisest life on earth. Email your questions about raising your little sprouts to the world's only celebrity doctor of psychiatry. Maybe you'll hear Pawpaw answer your question on the show. Plant seeds of possibilities with uplifting inspirational stories and quotes on the Mustard Seed Faith page. Remember, a percentage of everything ordered from our Farmer's Market resource page goes to the children's charity that the majority of our listeners vote for. Log on and email your vote today. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net Welcome back to Planning Tomorrows. I'm your host, Connie Nelson, and we're here today with Emily Douglas, founder and president of Grandma's Gift. Emily was just uh, sharing a wonderful story with us right before the break um, about her experience with Nancy Reagan and how uh, Nancy Reagan uh, inspired her. So um, if you don't mind, Emily, sort of back the truck up, the tractor, as we say here on Planning Tomorrows, and, and tell us what happened with Nancy. Okay. Reagan. I was, um, she was speaking, and I was there to hear her at the President's Summit for America's Future. Right. And she was telling a story about, um, you know, President Reagan and saying that when he was, you know, in elementary school, his school nurse had noticed um, that, you know, his grades weren't very good and that he was having problems reading and seeing the board. And then, like, you know, in class or out, you know, you know, during break that he was having issues like, you know, playing sports and things, and she finally figured out that what it was is that he couldn't see. Wow. And that he needed glasses. Well, his family was, you know, not well off and could not afford for him to get glasses. So the nurse, out of her own pocket, went and had him, got him a pair of glasses. And the whole thing is, is that that changed his life. And it's kind of funny because if you think, you know, one person, you know, the school nurse, you know, right. took some money out right. of her own pocket. Yeah. And she changed his life. And yeah, he and became he the president. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. It so, is because, yeah. yeah. You know, that nurse was sort of like the little girl in the grocery store for you. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's amazing if you think about it. And, you know, one of the big things we push is, um, you know, that we try to advocate for is, you know, kids learning about science. And, um, you know, for one of the main reasons is that, you know, science is a, you know, it's an amazing field. And how do I know that, you know, because I, you know, collected some money and sent, you know, a science kit to some kids, like how do I know that one of days, you know, one of these days that, that child's not going to grow up and find a cure for cancer? Exactly. And wouldn't so, that be full circle? Your grandmother exactly. died of cancer. You know, you're just... You're such a wonderful role model. That's why I wanted to to have you on the show. Uh, we need more young ladies like yourself, you know, out there in the media and the news. What advice would you give to another young lady or or young man out there about volunteering? About volunteering. What would you say to them? Um, as I was telling you, you know, I, growing up, I you know people used to give me a hard time about it all the time and say, you know, that's dorky or that's stupid or why would you do that and um, there are so many people, and it's funny because, you know, through all the time that I've been doing this, I can't even tell you how many people, everybody wants to help. I mean, I very rarely meet somebody who says, no, I don't want to help people, you know. Right. And one of the big problems is, is that people don't know how. Right. So, you know, being involved in different groups or different clubs 
is a huge is a huge way and a huge way to get involved. And you know, something that people often also forget is that you know, being involved in making a difference doesn't mean you have to raise two million dollars or collect six hundred fifty thousand books. You know, it doesn't mean that. It means you can you know, help somebody to their car. Or as you walk down the street, pick up three pieces of trash that you see randomly laying there. I mean, anything yeah. makes a difference. And exactly. probably one of my biggest advice to say, you know, to other people who are my age or younger, you know, would be, you know, don't don't always listen to what everybody else has to say about what's right. cool and what's not. Right. Because if you know in your heart, you know in your heart what's right. Right. So you know that's probably the biggest thing. Well, but you know, just get out there and try. I mean. Yeah. You're not going to fail. <laughs> you know, right. As long as you've done something, you can't fail. So that's, right. that's probably my biggest thing. That's a great way to look at it. And uh, I recently had an author that I interviewed on the show um, that wrote a book. Um, his name is Michael Norton. He wrote the book 365 Ways to Change the World, mm-hmm. How to Make a Difference One Day at a Time. Mm-hmm. And that goes right along with what you have done. Now, who are some of the volunteers that are helping you and some of the corporations? I know a lot of folks have helped you in this. Why don't you just see? I want to give those folks credit, too, on the show. Okay. What are – tell us. Um, I'll tell you that we – at Grandma's Gifts, we – nobody is paid. <laughs> you know, it's all volunteer. All of us uh-huh. are young adults or youth, if you want to say that, who um, volunteer our time to do this. So it's kind of weird. You know, people are always like, how much money do you make doing this? I'm like, well, I don't make any money. <laughs> Right. Um, I, I, I get that anyway. question a lot about my show. <laughs> you know, and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't make any money. I was like, I, it's funny because my friends are like, you don't make any money. They're like, you spend more money on this than anybody we know. And I'm then like, they yeah. look at you like really crazy, you know. Yeah. That, well, you mean there's no money? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but <laughs> I really like it. But There are um, some things more important than money, right? Exactly, there are, and that's definitely yeah. come down to this. Um but two people that help me and are very, very active and, and you know, hear through the good and the bad are my brother and sister. And um, they are both at Ohio State, and they serve as co-vice presidents, if you want to say that, and they both help me organize. And, you know, they're always the volunteers who think they're only going to be there from 9 until 11 or, you know, 9 to 6, and they're there from 7 a.m. until the next day when I'm sitting, like, laying on my floor passed out because I'm so tired. <laughs> Right. Oh. And they're always Bless there. Bless It's funny. They're great. Um, Ashley Lamp, and she um, is one of a, a, another Ohio State student. She helps us um, with project planning and, like, doing, pu- you know, publicist-type things. Right. I um, want to thank Ashley for uh, putting me in touch with you. Yeah, so Ashley, yeah, she sent me your, your email. Yeah. Right. Um, Jess Failing, and Jess is amazing. Jess is a high schooler um, at Olin Tangy High School. And that's a you know a school just outside Columbus, and she actually I coach field hockey, and she's one of my field hockey players, and she came to me one day and goes, Emily, I found you on the internet, and I was like, what do you mean? Because I don't talk about Grandma's gifts a lot right. out with my friends and things. She's like, I found you on the internet, and I read about what you do, and I think it's really cool. I'm like, okay, thanks. And she's like, but I got to tell you, your website is horrible. I was like, oh. <laughs> she, you know, you. And I was like, thanks, Jess. <laughs> She's like, but here's the deal. I'm like, okay. She's like, I'll make you a new website and I'll maintain it. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, wow. that's, you know, she went through this. You know, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to volunteer, but I can do that. Well, I love your it. website. I think it's great. Yeah. She did and a so she's, job. I mean, she's 17. Yeah. <laughs> she does the website and it's awesome. And her mother actually. 
um, runs a company that designs websites, so she helps her mom a lot too, and their company's called TechBots, and it's on the bottom of our website. But they donate all the design, being the webmaster, all the space, like they pay for everything. So wow. it's really, really great of their family and of, of that organization to help. Yeah. Um, I also have people that work as advisors. One is one of my good friends from grad school, uh, Morgan Webb. Morgan's from Ironton. And strangely enough, we think we knew each other when we were little. Wow. <laughs> Her family lived about a block from where my grandparents lived. And uh, we met in grad school, and she helps me out a lot. She's, uh, you know, volunteers and um, helps me plan things. And I call her, you know, she's up late, so I always call her at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what do you think about this? <laughs> we have Grandma's Gift conversations. Um, and then a couple other people... Um, Peggy Green, one of my friends from grad school. Ashley Doyle, she helps with projects. She's another high schooler from Olin and, Angie. And our listeners, Pretty Ken, cool. I think you have bios of a lot of these folks on yeah. the website. So, yeah. Um, it's just wonderful that you've taken time to be with us today, and, and I want to thank you again. I mean, you proved to us all, Emily, that age and authority are not requirements for changing the world. Exactly. At, at, at a very young age, you know, you have actually set out to change the world and have made a tremendous, uh, had a tremendous impact. Um, you were determined not to let the cancer that your grandmother uh, died from have the final say. Um, thank you so much for being a great role model for, for young girls and, and young folks everywhere, Emily. And will you come back and be with us again and bring us up to date? Yes, I would love to. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you so much, Emily, and we will be in touch. Great. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. The goji berry has been called the biggest nutritional discovery of the last 40 years by planning tomorrow's guest and world-renowned nutritionalist, Dr. Earl Mendel. After learning about goji in 1995, Dr. Mendel began extensive worldwide research to discover what made this little berry so potent. After eight intense years of research, he determined that the four unique and highly bioactive polysaccharides, goji's master molecules, made it different and more powerful than any food science had ever seen before. With data from 70 medical studies, science has finally begun to recognize what the ancient Himalayan healers have known for thousands of years. Goji is truly a key for living a longer, healthier life. Accept only the true goji juice of Himalayan origin. Don't settle for dehydrated berries or unstandardized juice drinks. Go to planningtomorrows.com and look for Dr. Mendel's picture. There you'll discover the key to the powerful health benefits of goji juice. BioRegion.net is the largest healing arts directory on the web. Our visitors are looking for holistic practitioners, schools, events, healing services, and products. Are you in healing arts? Become a member of BioRegion.net and get the best advertising values. You can increase your client base and your traffic. If you have a website, we can bring you more traffic. Want a website? Get a beautiful web display for only $4 a month. Become a member now. Mention HealthyLife.net and get six months free. Visit www.BioRegion.net or call 828-232-0011. You're going to dig all the good dirt on our website, plantingtomorrows.com, where we've got the seeds, resources, and tools to help you raise healthy, happy kids and nurture yourself. Sit a while on the big front porch with Connie and Shane. Get to know renowned guests in the Forget-Me-Not Guest Garden, 
Stroll the farmer's market and small potatoes patch where you'll find Big Green Thumbs Up award-winning toys, books, music, and resource affiliates for your little spuds. Speaking of your little spuds, tickle their taste buds at Connie's Cafe where you and your kids cook up something special and yummy together. Dig the deep-rooted wisdom of pawpaw bark buddy tree, the oldest, wisest life on earth. Email your questions about raising your little sprouts to the world's only celebrate tree of psychiatry. Maybe you'll hear Pawpaw answer your question on the show. Plant seeds of possibilities with uplifting inspirational stories and quotes on the Mustard Seed Faith page. Remember, a percentage of everything ordered from our Farmer's Market resource page goes to the children's charity that the majority of our listeners vote for. Log on and email your vote today. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net Planning Tomorrows, as you know, I'm your host, Connie Nelson. Talking with today's guest, Emily Douglas, and hearing her inspiring story just brought a flood of memories back to me about my own grandmothers. And sadly, I have friends and and even my husband, uh, Shane, that never really had the privilege of knowing and growing up with their grandmothers. And, you know, my heart goes out to those people because... My grandmothers um, had such a positive impact upon my life. My grandma Chloe and my grandma Kate were two of the strongest, most hardworking women of faith that I have ever met. And they had more to do with molding and shaping who I am today than they could ever imagine, I'm sure. You know, I have distinct memories when I was reading uh, Emily's story about her grandmother. Uh, Norma, I have distinct memories of walking into my grandma Chloe's kitchen uh, on a Sunday afternoon after church. And back then there was no air conditioning, so or there probably was, but they didn't have it. When I would hit her front porch through the screen door, I could smell that aroma of fresh bread baking. She would churn her butter by hand, and. All of these aromas would just hit me and bring an instant smile to my face before I even got in the door. And then I would see her in her homemade dress made from flour feed sacks. The, the, back then, the, the flour that they would buy at the store for baking the bread was in fabric feed sacks, and that's what they used to recycle to make their, their clothing and her apron. A beautiful lady. She had so much strength and character, raising six children, um, feeding them all out of her garden. She handcrafted quilts that were absolute works of art. And with uh, the other elderly ladies at the little country church where I'm now the pianist, the quilting bee would meet once a week, bring a covered dish, and they would quilt all day. They would give up a day of their busy lives to make quilts to give to needy families and to help support the church. I'll never forget her smile and her cheerful spirit and her words of wisdom. My grandma never had time to watch TV that I can recall. And I have no memories of the TV ever being turned on when I was there. She was always too busy. Then there was my grandma Burdette, another strong woman of faith. That was Grandma Kate. She had a heart of gold, and she loved nothing more, loved nothing 
more than going out in her john boat on the river, the lake, catching home, catching fish and bringing them home and cooking them up. <laughs> and I can still remember, you know, those wonderful fish dinners. And she raised a family of seven, and she and my grandpa adopted another child. After they raised their family, uh, this child, the mother had adopted him. So uh, had deserted them, I mean. So they adopted him. So I have lots of wonderful grandma memories. And even though they're all gone now, my grandmas and my grandpas, I'm so thankful to have had them as a gift in my life. Um, I have some very special grandma poetry that I have found. So I'm going to share a couple of these with you, two or three maybe. And as I read these, maybe you can um, just feel the warm hugs of your grandmother. And uh, maybe they'll stir up some fond memories for you as well about your grandma. Grandmas are very special. And that's why I'm sort of dedicating this show to grandmothers out there today. But I'll do one on grandpas one of these days. So <laughs> I want to be sure to keep it fair, right? Now, the first uh, poem that I have is called What is a Grandma? And if you go to Grandma Hugs, that's G-R-A-M-M-A-H-U-G-S, GrandmaHugs.com, you'll see some of these um, these poems and quotes from grandmas. What is a grandma? A grandma is warm hugs and sweet memories. She remembers all of your accomplishments and forgets all of your mistakes. She is someone you can tell your secrets and worries to, and she hopes and prays that all your dreams come true. She always loves you no matter what. She can see past temper tantrums and bad moods and make it clear that they don't affect how precious you are to her. She is an encouraging word and a tender touch. She is full of proud smiles. She is the one person in the world who loves you with all her heart, who remembers the child you were and cherishes the person you've become. That was written by Barbara Cage. Beautiful poem. Here's another one. Grandma's hugs are made of love. Everything my grandma does is something special made with love. She takes time to add the extra touch that says, I love you very much. She fixes hurts with a kiss and a smile and tells good stories grandma style. It's warm and cozy on her lap for telling secrets or a nap. And when I say my prayers at night, I ask God to bless and hold her tight. Because when it comes to giving hugs, my grandma's arms are filled with love. Author unknown on that one. Now, what are grandmas for? The author is unknown on this one as well. But I could have written these because these describe my grandmother perfectly. What are grandmas for? Grandmas are for stories about things of long ago. Grandmas are for caring about all the things you know. Grandmas are for rocking you and singing you to sleep. Grandmas are for giving you nice memories to keep. Grandmas are for knowing all the things you're dreaming of. But most importantly, importantly of all, grandmas are for love. 
I can just remember my son when he was growing up um, sitting on my mother's lap and uh, my mother taking care of him times when I would have to be away at work. And my son and my grandmother and my mother still share a very special relationship today. Now, a grandma is someone who's dear in every way. Her smile is like the sunshine that brightens each new day. A grandma is someone who plays a special part in all the treasured memories we hold within our heart. Again, GrandmaHugs.com. Now, I want you to remind you to please visit the PlantingTomorrows.com website and stroll through the Small Potatoes Patch for your little spuds and our Farmers Market affiliates. Uh, only website on the entire planet, you'll find the only huggable plush bark buddy tree for your child to adopt and plant their very own bark buddy tree. And it's time to go to our lettuce patch here at Planting Tomorrow's. This is uh, where we thank everybody. Let us thank our sponsors, our listeners, our wonderful guests. Let us thank God for blessings and please. Let us never forget to pray for peace on earth. I'm your host, Connie Nelson. You're listening to Planting Tomorrow on HealthyLife.net Radio Network. 